Okay. Um, you know, we didn't decide these platforms when we decided to start the podcast. We chose Anchor. That was it. Um, when, cause originally we did try and put it out on SoundCloud. But SoundCloud was like, oh, well, you've exceeded your amount of free hours for a podcast. So, you got to pay for it now. Nope. Can't afford it. So, that's when we moved over to Anchor. And we enjoy being on Anchor. But Anchor, we can notice when our, li- our listens go up, when people listen through Anchor. But when you listen to it on Spotify or, or on any of those other uh uh, platforms, we can't check the views unless we're on a computer. And I don't have a, work, a computer. My computer does not pull up Anchor at all. So I have to use my friend's computer to check that. Um, so we do see when you guys listen to our podcast. I was saying something, and now I don't remember what it is. But... Listen to the last podcast, you know what I meant? Oh, Pocket Squad. Um, that is when a group has members that are too young for me to like. So they go into my my pocket because they still need to be protected. They are babies. And I'm perfectly content with that in my life. Most of Boy Story, Pocket Squad, all of Boy Story actually, Pocket Squad. Um, half of the new Produce 101, Pocket Squad. Um, Jino did show me a couple members who are my age or older. So, um, you know, that's that. Um, I honestly can't think of anything else that annoys me about being an adult K-pop fan because everybody I've met so far on my journey in K-pop has been very receptive of the fact that I'm older and that I don't understand some things. Like you can li- you can list girl groups and so- certain other groups. I can know them by name. Can't tell you anything about them to this day. I can still I can name maybe like three members of SNSD. That's four. I can name like three. Um, you know. So sometimes when I, I always apologize to you when I have to have people explain it to me because I, I don't know. And the people even that I met at KCON when I went, uh, one of them I saw again at a Day 6 concert. Um, uh, I, I'm friends with them all on Twitter, Instagram. Um, we try and keep in touch. And even though there were no fan wars at KCON, Y'all keep that shit to Twitter, and I'm fine with it. I walked around wearing this shirt, a necklace with J-Hope's name on it, and Mong hanging from my pants, because it's Mong. And all we talked about was how cute the outfits were. So, I guess the bottom line of this is, don't be a dick to someone who's older and listening to K-pop. Because at the end of the day, we don't care. We care a little bit. 
because it does build up. But we don't care. Because, again, at the end of the day, we make sure our bills are paid, then we can afford to go to concerts, and we can afford to buy merch. So this is going to be it for this podcast. Uh, Jino and I will be back sometime soon uh, with another one. And, yeah. My next solo podcast will end up being at the end of next month. And it'll be Stray Kids because I'm excited for this concert. I'm excited to see James freeze up because he has high touch and his bias is Felix. I'm fine with it. Alright, bye K-Casters. Um, sorry, I had to pause it and I got closed out. But yeah, it's hit the point that I stand so many groups, I actually had to kind of sit there and count them half the time. And I wouldn't be this far into it without a lot, without my friends. Because, you know, when I met James, me and him bonded over Astro. And then he taught me BAP. Um, Juno taught me VIX. Um, even when it came to me learning, you know, really learning, um, GOT7, uh, I learned that through, uh, multifaceted ACG, because she had a, um, I guess a series, and it was her just talking about GOT7, she had followed them before debut, stuff like that. And that's how I kind of really learned who was who in GOT7. And the same thing happened with me and BTS. Uh, I mostly learned them through the Jess Life. Uh, but I didn't realize, like, because I'm a 90s kid. I, I grew up with boy bands. So liking K- finding K-pop groups um, intriguing does not surprise me. I grew up in the era of NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Uh, my cousin listens to New Kids on the Block. Like, you know, it, it, it was nothing new for me to be into, into boy, boy groups and girl groups. Spice Girls were a big thing in my life. Um, what I didn't expect was uh, a lot of the bullshit that comes with this. Um... And I don't mean, this has nothing to do with the artists themselves. Um, it has to do with, uh, fans. Um, and I, I noticed this, ha- this has happened to several pe- mutuals of mine on Twitter. Um, that they are constantly, and i told, and I've been told this as well, that we do not belong in certain fandoms because we're adults. Okay. Why? Why is why does our age concern you that much? Because because we're older? Because we have said, you know, so uh, you know, this a certain number is attractive. You know, are are you concerned we're going to steal your opa? Like, no. Honey. Oh, hi. I've been watching too much Jeffree Star. One minute. Um, but yeah, we were, I've, I've been told I shouldn't be in certain fandoms. And the thing that kind of made me laugh the most about it is, um, I was told by, it was, it was by a random person. I think it was on the army of me now, but 
But yeah, I think it was on the Army Amino. And it was by a, a Jungkook solo stand, I think. Teeny Bopper. Um, I use that word lightly because a lot of my friends now are teenagers. But they're not immature like that. Um, but I was told I was uh, too old to be in the BTS fandom. I just kind of want to point out, like I said, I'm an 90s kid. I'm only a year older than Jin. A year and a couple months, actually. So, you're telling me I can't be in the BTS fandom, but you're a 13-year-old who's, who's making, you know, um, not safe for work style, uh, stories about Jungkook, like, you know what the hell you're talking about. Cool. Um, I think, like, honestly, there are maybe two fandoms I'm a part of that aren't problematic at this point in my life. Like, maybe three. And, you know... This even goes along the lines of concerts. I understand not everybody can afford concerts. Concerts are expensive. I, when... Another thing is, uh, for those of you who don't know, I uh, lost my parents when I was a teenager. Um, and my grandparents very graciously took me in and raised me. Uh, so when I lived with them... I was not able to do things like normal teenagers were. I wasn't allowed to go to the movies with my friends. If I was going out into town with my friends, I had to call them every hour and let them know where I was. Um, I had to be home for dinner. I, up until the age of 21, had a 9 p.m. curfew. Uh, that was just my life. So going to concerts was completely out of the question until uh, I begged to go to an R5 concert. And R5 was a group uh, that I, I, I still enjoy. I still like their music. I haven't listened to it lately, but I, still, I don't listen to anything in English anymore. Um, but, so from the time I was, before that, the only Elton John concert I had gone, uh, Elton John, the only concert rather that I had gone to was an Elton John concert in 2006. No. Yeah, 2006, 2007, somewhere in that range. And my aunts took me and my cousin because uh, my mother was a diehard Elton John fan and we made a girls' night out of it. Um, so I was 16 then. From the time I was 16 until I was 21, I didn't go to concerts. I couldn't even go to the I had a date on Valentine's Day, and I had still to be home for my 9 p.m. curfew. The movie didn't start till 9.30. Like, it was, it was just life. So I understand not everybody can afford to go to concerts, and not everybody has the means to go to concerts. However, don't be mad because we got tickets to concerts. Or we have X amount of merch. We have X amount of albums. At the point of, with us being adults, even, I know there's teenagers with jobs. We support ourselves. We make sure our bills are paid before we do any of this. Like, I want to go to KCON. Can I afford KCON? No. So am I going to KCON? Not really. 
I was I was talking with a uh, Jinnel and our friend James. I might I me and Jinnel maybe we might do um K <coughs> excuse me KCon <coughs> New York for the day. <coughs> oh excuse me, and then just kind of go um, exploring New York City for a couple hours, just the two or three of us, and then going home because uh, I, I, I want to talk to uh, people who run KCON uh, so uh, CJ E&M Entertainment have a big hand in that who the fuck y'all bringing that you think you're going to sell out Madison Square Garden when you can barely <laughs> sell out the convention center and you had some big names last year just saying um, sorry a little bit shade there um and as, you know, I, I, I mean, when it comes to people telling me I don't belong in a fandom, I tune them out. Who are you to tell me what I can and can't do with my life? Again, I'm half your eight. I'm like literally older than you by half. And, um, I've noticed this with, um, some YouTube reactors, like inappropriate K-pop mom being one of them. Uh, me and her have talked a couple times and I enjoy, I enjoy talking to her. Um, but people, people come for her a lot about the fact that she is older, which is plain out stupid. Cause think about it. She's a mom. Who else? We're always telling, oh my God, you know, with the idols, oh, you need to make sure you eat me. You need to make sure you sleep. Like we're trying to mom them and we're not parents. Well, I mean, I kind of am, but you know, if anything, you, the fact that someone older wants to listen to something that you like, that itself is a miracle. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rambling. But my grandmother's 83, and she's, you know, she'll listen to K-pop with me, and she appreciates it in a sense. She likes the fact that everybody's in sync, but she could give a rat's, she could give a rat's ass. Every time I tell her I'm going to another K-pop concert, she goes, again, why are you wasting your money? You got someone who wants to be in something you enjoy. And that's another thing. It's just music. When it boils down to it, it's music. You really think your opa's gonna be happy that you're bullying people? Hold on. Another thing I've noticed is, um... A lot of people seem to follow the know their mind mentality. Bitch, I don't know you. There's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be some cursing in this because this is aggravating me for a while. Um, cause this is just me in a sense pointing out the fuckery that goes on within K-pop fandoms. Because, let's face it, there's a lot of it. Uh, so let's, where, where can we start? The way we're at the, no, but they're mine. No, the, there's nothing wrong with the audio. I sat there for a second, for those of you just listening and not watching. Because I've noticed this along the Twitterverse as well. You can't have the same bias as me. He's my bias. 
there are how many fucking people in the world and how many of them listen to K-pop? Especially the group, the people who are now just discovering BTS and NCT 127. Because out of all the entities, you're the only ones that really come over to the States a lot. You know, uh, Blackpink. My friends who don't like K-pop watched me watching the Kill This Love dance practice because I want to learn it. And my friend went, oh, isn't that the Korean group who performed at Coachella? Yeah, that's them. She goes, oh, they're really good. Okay, cool. You like them. Good for you. You know, there's so many people getting into K-pop. And the, the BTS paved the way bullshit. I'm sorry. BTS helped with the cement. But they didn't dig the road. Um, not when other groups have been coming to the States for a lot longer. The only difference is, armies are batshit fucking crazy. I consider myself an army still, and I say still because, again, a lot of fuckery. But I keep seeing in BTS paved the way. They're helping lay the cement. When you have groups who, you know, when even when I play some of the older K-pop songs at the dance studio because I'm working something out or. I'm learning. Um, it was actually, it was a big batting song. And my dance instructor listened for a second. He went, oh, this sounds familiar. I'm like, well, yeah, you heard it past 30 times. I was playing it upstairs. But he goes, no, I, it's, I, I stumbled upon it somewhere else. And it was like a fan cam or some shit. But the thing is, it's along the line somewhere, they've seen something K-pop related. For the most part, it is size Gangnam Style. <sighs> Sorry, my, my high school beat that song into the ground. Um, but when BTS made their first, like, debut in the States um, with the Billboard Music Awards for the first time just being nominated as a top social artist, um, they kept playing Fire. Or not, no, they were playing Not Today. My mistake. They were playing Not Today. Um, my dance instructor ended up downloading the song because he liked it. But then he looks at me and he goes, you listen to this group, right? And I said, yes, I do. Why? What do you want from my life? Oh, I want more of their songs. Pick a style. Do you want intensive hip hop or do you want something for the ballet class? Or, you know, talk to me here. Make words. And he was like, hip-hop. So that knocked out Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which had literally just come out a couple days prior. And that was my first comeback as an army. So that's nothing. I have not been here since day one as an army. But I went back and I looked at things. Nine out, there are, there is one group so far that I have known pre-debut. And that is Stray Kids. But even then, I didn't know them, know them. I could pick Felix out of a crowd. That was about it. James and Jinnel sat down and we watched the, the show together roughly two weeks before their debut, official debut. I had heard all their songs up until then, but, um, so Blood, Sweat, and Tears got knocked out of that. And I'm like, oh, when he said he wanted it for hip hop, I was like, okay, hold on. And then I played Fire. I regret giving him Fire. I don't regret the fact that I gave him a song outside of his comfort zone because he is still very much in the top top 40 American songs. And even then, he's he's 
old school in the same sense. He uses older songs a lot with us. Like, there's songs back from when I was a dancer there. Back when I was a teenager, because I'd stopped. Um, and to make it fit the style of the dance, he sped it up. And to me, that took away from it. So, I... I gave him K-pop songs for a while, but what I would tend to do was the songs I don't listen to as much anymore, those are the ones I gave him, because I don't listen anymore, you can't kill it for me at this point, it's already half dead, but I, I don't even do that anymore, um, the last one he used was Bang Bang Bang, and I, I'll show him moves, or I'll show him dance practices, because it's something I'm trying to work on. And I can't figure out how to move my, get my feet to move the right way. So I'll ask him for help. And he told me he likes Seventeen song Oh My. Am I giving it to him? No, I still enjoy that song. Um, now, for the most part, if he wants to find K-pop, he has to go look for it himself. Um, but it's weird. Along with the No, He's Mine theory, it's, Oh, welcome to our fandom, but don't get too close. It, it's you realize it's asinine right you can't tell people oh my god yes come join enjoy what we enjoy but no 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 don't that don't don't touch bitch i'm not a dog don't talk to me like that i'm not a child either i can act like one on occasion but for all intents and purposes i'm not um what else have i noticed that is i consider fuckery within k-pop um <laughs> this one I've, I've noticed today, and I've noticed it since last year. Um, because I did come into K-pop later in life, I didn't know there was a convention devoted to it. And when I did find out about it, uh, it was already, it was like two weeks before, before K-Con. And out of all the groups that were going at the time, I only knew like two or three. So it, it wouldn't have benefited me to go. And then I looked at the prices and I went, huh, nope. So, but now, flash forward, the next summer, I'm friends with James for a couple months at this point. Me and him are talking KCON. And we're talking about going and meeting up. It was our first time meeting up. And, you know, just hanging out. I, I'm not gonna lie, when I, when we first talked about meeting up in person, I thought it was just gonna be like, oh my god, hi, you're my internet friend, let's go do this, and then just part ways and do our own thing, and then maybe come back later. Nope, we spent the entire weekend together, and it was probably one of the most fun, it was probably one of the most fun experiences of my life. And I don't, I, I'm, go to KCON at least once, it's definitely an experience, it's a great experience. It's even better if there's groups that you like going. And the one thing I noticed was when they were doing the um, artist release. Now, they just started doing that today. KCON is July 7th, 6th and 7th. You're releasing the information now. Ticket sale, ticket information sales aren't there yet. But people going, oh my God, stop with the games and just tell us the lineup. They're not going to do it. They get paid to make us wait and make us guess. Now, granted, there was times during the last one that I'm like, oh, it's this. 
Like, I'm sorry, you're, you're announcing stray kids and you're using an elevator and a bunch of flames. Hi. How you doing? It's elevator. <laughs> now, today, they released one for this year's KCON, and it was a crown and a sword. Now, some people are leaning towards TXT, and others are leaning towards ATs. I don't see ATs going because of the fact they just wrapped up a world tour. Not only did they just wrap up a world tour, they wrapped up a sold out world tour. Nine out of ten, it, from what I've noticed, just over the past couple of years, at least with KCON New York, if the groups uh, just wrapped up a world tour or are on a world tour, world tour, for those of you who are just listening, I use air quotes, um, it's, it's not really a world tour, but because they just wrapped it up, they're not going to do it. So, ATs is out of that running. Stray Kids is out of that running. Um, Monster X is out of that running. Um, you know, and then like that. And then there's KCON LA, who it doesn't matter if they just wrapped up a world tour or not. They're getting the performance everybody kind of... They, they want, they're getting the ones everyone wants. Like, when I went, it was... Stray Kids, Super Junior, um, Red Velvet, Promise Nine, um, NCT One Two Seven. I'm wearing the shirt. How did I forget? Um, Golden Child. I'm missing people. Pentagon. Uh, Haze. Can't remember the rest off the top of my head. Esna was there, and then, uh, I can't remember his name. Jun Juna? Junan? The, the violinist, uh, who plays covers and his own music as well, and God, it was beautiful. But, um, you know, but then they released the ones for KCON LA. And, like, Promise was going, Pentagon was going, um, I think that was it for those two, who were doing both, but, um, they had twice, they had 17, they had the groups that, uh, very easily sell out world tours. And sorry, water. Um, I'm gonna hide back here for a minute. Um, you know, that's what they 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 KCON LA. I feel gets the good groups. I'm not, I'm not not saying that the groups that came to KCON New York aren't good. However, um, what I am saying is I did not know Golden Child. I did not know. Uh, well, Formos 9 had just, like, debuted, so it was okay that I didn't know them too well. But out of the groups going, I really, really liked Red Velvet, NCT 127, Super Junior, and Stray Kids. And, um, like, so, to see the groups I actually really enjoyed, otherwise, going to KCON LA, I was like, how come they get the good ones and we get the, the, the you know, they get A-list, we get B-list. Like, that's how I felt about it. And, but like, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy going to KCON. I didn't enjoy, the, that I didn't enjoy the concerts. 101, that was the other group. 
I just watched them on Knowing Bros. Um, <laughs> I like Dayhui. He's cute. Um, out of my league. It didn't, and a minor. So, no. But, <laughs> um, that's another thing, uh, when it comes to biasing. Um, for the first year that I was, no, two years, um, sorry, that I was in K-pop, I only, I, my bias cut off for the first year was 1996. So that ended with Young Jay until I started getting into other groups. Um, and then it, 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 it stayed 96. Uh, Yu Gyeom and Jungkook were both in the I can't look at you corner, go sit in the corner, think about what you did, and go body roll over there. They were in that corner for the longest time. It wasn't until, um, I can't even remember, until like, I started getting into 17 that uh, 1997 became my cutoff for biasing. And while I was at KCON, uh, because I am a smoker, uh, smokers, believe it or not, are social, are social creatures, and we kind of migrate to other smokers, so we're not bothering anybody. James and Jinnel can both testify this. I am the kind of person that if I'm with non-smokers, I will look to see which way the wind is blowing, and I will go to that side. This way, it will not blow into their faces. So, we were at KCON. I think we were getting ready to meet PD, actually. And we were standing off to the side, and this woman comes over to me. I hate to interrupt your conversation, but would you mind if I borrowed your lighter? Nah, here you go. You want to jump in the conversation? Sure. So we all started talking, and we got on the topic of uh, Astro, and how we went to, James and I had both gone to the fan meet just in different states, and it got into a story about how I cursed at Rocky, which if you don't know that story, uh, you can go into our podcast that is labeled The Thirst is Real. And that is where I tell that story. And I told her about my, my biasing policy. And she looked at me with a straight face and said, Why only 1997? Bias who you want. It's not like you're going to sleep with them. Okay. Now, granted, 19, 1997 is still my main cutoff for biasing people. There is one exception to the rule, and that is Dayun from Twice. But, that those words kind of, it, it stuck, because she made a good point. <laughs> We're not going to, I've said this uh, way back when, on Tumblr, when Darren Chris first announced about that he had a girlfriend. Because um, everyone was secretly hoping he was gay. I was one of them, but not going to knock it. And people sent death threats to his girlfriend. They found her email. They found her Tumblr. They found her social media. And they were sending her death threats. It's not cool. No matter where you belong. It's not cool. And so I brought it up on my Tumblr. As a whole in a fandom... We are only part of the reason they smile. They know us as Agase, as Aroha, as Army, 
as Starlight. They don't know us by name. On occasion, I'm 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 gonna uh, I'll I'll go into that one in a second. But um, they know us by a fandom. They don't know us by name. They don't know our personal stories. We know some of theirs, but only what they want to share with us. So, as fans, we are only part of the reason they smile. Part of the reason they do what they do. The rest is all them. They decide when they want to be happy. They decide when they want to be sad. They decide if they want to reach out to us. Now, I said I was going to go back into this in a second because... Not necessarily by face, but by name. There is one K-pop group that does know my, know me by name. And that is some of the members of the group Blah Blah. For those of you who don't know, Blah Blah is a girl group under FAB Entertainment. And, or FAB Academy. Something like that. And they just celebrated their one year of debut. They have one song to their name and several covers. But, um... At the time, I was jumping in the V Live so often, that and I I've tagged them on Instagram so often that they kind of they they kind of remember me as the fact that I'm a fan. But the one day I jumped in on the live stream, it was a full group of them. Nine out of ten, whenever I would jump in, it was only the rap the one rapper of the group on Yudi. And so when it was the whole group of them, they were reading the comments as they went by. And Unyuri, her face just kind of lit up for a second. And she went, oh, it's Brianna. I know Brianna. Hi, Brianna. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You know my name. Hi. Because, again, for those of you who don't know, between VLive and Instagram, I have my name in English. But then in parentheses, I have my name typed out in Korean. For those of you who want to try and call me a Koreaboo because of this, uh, or want to put me under Koreaboo status... I am actively learning Korean, and I have had my the, the spelling of my name in Korean verified by both Jinil and Dunyuri at this point. <laughs> and so, because of that, because I end up tagging blah blah in things on Instagram so often, they do recognize me that I've been in the live streams, that I am a fan. Um, even, like, Onyuri was like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen you in the lives. Like, the one time I did jump in, she was home with her family. And she knows the Korean I use, with the Korean I use a translator for wanting to say certain things because I don't know how to necessarily type it out myself yet. And so stuff like that, it makes you feel good. It does. But BTS doesn't know who I am. I don't expect them to. I don't expect any of the... None, let's get this started. I don't expect any of the groups to actually know who I am. Like, if they did know me, cool. Cool. Um, and that's another thing. Um, my friend very jokingly, uh, or he said it was a joke, called me and another one of my friends at Korea Boo because we were speaking Korean in our, our, our group chat. And my friend had mentioned that he had overheard a woman speaking in Korean, so when she dropped something, he picked it up for her, and when she said thank you, he replied, you're welcome in Korean. And, um, my other friend went, translation for non-Korea booze? Since when does learning a language make you a... What? I'm the kind of person that I love language. I, when I type... 
I very, very seldom do I use te uh, text speak unless it's like LOL or what the fuck. You know, those times I'll use uh, text speak. But for the most part, I do speak, I do type in proper English. Um, I am semi-fluent in Italian. I know basic American Sign Language and there's a doorbell. Um, so yeah, I know basic American, basic American Sign Language. And then I'm learning Korean, Japanese, and Mandarin. But that's because, A, I like learning new languages. For me, it's fun. B, I'm tired of reading subtitles. Simple as that. Which also will lead me into my next point. Stop asking idols to speak English in a, in a live stream. You're list, you actively chose to listen to a group who sings in Korean, who are Korean for the most part. Granted, some of them aren't. Why are you going to keep telling them to speak your language for your convenience? If you want to understand what they're saying, wait for the subtitles or learn it yourself. Because even I, for a split second this morning, I noticed that two people from GOT7 went live. I didn't know who they were at the time. It ended up being JB and Yu-Gi-Oh! Now, granted, for the most part, they did speak English in the chat, in the, in the, in the video. And I was, I left. I, I yeeted myself out of there. JB's English is too precious for me. And somebody asked in the, there was two questions. Somebody said, speak English. Another one said, where's Mark? And they went, uh, Mark's in Korea. I don't know where they are right now, but... Mark's in Korea. As an adult, this bothers me. Because they're letting us they're letting us into their world for a split second. And you're gonna sit there and ask where everybody else is. You can't appreciate the fact that it's only one person that, that it's them. And it, it bothers me, it does. So there was that. Um but then, I, I have to admit, I saw a, uh, it was a post on Tumblr, because somebody had pointed out that, um, you know, adults got to do everything when it, com when it comes to K-pop, which, to an extent, yeah, you're right, we got some freedom there. However, it's because, again, we have the means to do so, whoa, <laughs> thing places. I'm trying to work and record this at the same time, so bear with me. Where's my coffee? Where did I put it? when you tell us not to be in a fandom or when you call us old. We cry into our merch. We cry into, uh, we, we listen as we, we cry to our albums and listen. And I said that backwards. You knew what I meant. Uh, and we cry in the cars that we bought that BTS endorsed. And I went, yeah. Because you can sit there and call us names all you want doesn't change a thing. 
But what it, another thing is that you guys kind of have to realize, if for some reason, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a K-pop idol did decide to notice us, and, you know, let's say for some ungodly reason, asked this one of us out on a date. We're closer to them than you are in age. You really think that? Okay, let's let me see. Let me see. Let's see if I can find like a decent. Okay. In Super Junior, they're all older than me. I would very in if I were in Korea and I did have to and I did meet them, I would call them by their names unless they call, told me to call them something else. That's something else, you know. Obviously, being oppa, because I don't feel I don't know them like that. That's another. Stop using that unnecessarily. Opa, une, young. Stop. Don't use it unintentionally. They, they, they don't know you. Um, today's date. Today is the eighteenth. Um, but one, I have two biases in Super Junior, and they are Hisho and Donghae. And I'm only using them as an example because they are older than me. Well, I, I could I could easily use Leo or Ravi. Uh, is Ravi older than me? No, I meant N. But Leo's not my bias. N is. Um, when it boils down to it, some of you guys are still minors. They can go to jail for asking you out on a date. Or any of the crap you write about that, that I read. Um, you know, it's just, at that point, it's, huh, do I go to jail for dating you or not? Which, for them, 9 out of 10, they did be in jail. We're leaving Sungri out of that one, obviously. His ass belongs in jail. Two, four, six, wait, two, four, six, eight, nine. Did I miscounted somewhere? Oh, this roll guy keeps messing up. Regardless. Um, but that's what that one boils down to. So, you can tell us we don't belong. We can't bias certain people. Cool. Cool story. Don't care anymore. I'm gonna like who I like. And the ones who I can't legally look at our pocket squad. If you've listened to our last podcast, which we noticed that some of you have, we have we do notice when our uh, listens go up, at least on Anchor. Um, the only one we we can check our statistics on most of them, except um, hold on. We can on most of our uh, streaming platforms. Jenna uh, and I did not pick these platforms out at all, um, but the, uh, the, the group we use, Anchor, that's the app that obviously we use, unless you're watching this on YouTube, um, but we are also on Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, I decided to do a solo stream again today. Why do I keep saying stream? I'm not live streaming. Um, but basically I'm at work and I'm trying to keep myself awake for the next 
uh, five hours. So I decided I was gonna, well, I talked to Jenna about it too, as well. Oof, I, English, not my friend today. Hi, um, but basically, as a lot of you know by now, some of our new listeners might not know, um, I am still new-ish to the K-pop world life. Yeah, world is a world. It's a world. Um, I've only been in K-pop for, uh, it just turned three. It'll be three years this summer, rather. Um, and I I decided I wanted to talk about what it was like to be, um, an an adult, uh, who found K-pop later in their lives and, you know, what it's like for, for, with being an adult band, because a lot of, I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter about, um, adults in K-pop fandoms, and I want to address some of these and talk about my own personal experiences with them, and just how these past three years of my life have been with K-pop. So, um, unlike a lot of people, um, BTS wasn't my first group, um, and I did not actively go looking for K-pop. Um, basically my, uh, my gateway into, uh, K-pop was, how many times am I going to say K-pop in this podcast? Um, but my gateway into podcast, uh, I can English, I promise, it's only 3 a.m., um, my gateway into K-pop, uh, was actually thanks to Netflix, and what happened was I was bored on Netflix, I couldn't sleep, I didn't want to watch certain shows. I think they had, like, just taken Doctor Who off. So, I was like, you know what? Let me step out of my comfort zone and watch something in another language. Now, before that, like, I had watched anime. I'd watched a lot of Japanese stuff. But, um, never anything else. So, um, I sat down in front of, in front of my television and I watched Dream Nights. Now, for those of you who don't know, Dream Nights was a web drama uh, that JYP uh, came up with, mainly featuring GOT7. Um, and, you know, I watched the show. I, I liked it. I liked the music that I had heard within it. At the time, I didn't know who GOT7 was. I thought, I just thought, they were a bunch of really cute guys, and I thought it followed the, uh, American, oh, I air quoted it, um, movie thing, like, they all were, you know, seven actors who didn't know each other, and just came together to shoot a movie, shoot a TV show, so, you know, ended up being one of my favorite, favorite dramas to watch, I'm really mad Netflix took it off, they also took off the real God 7, which bugs me to no end. We ain't going there today. Not yet. Maybe another day. But, so, I finished that. I think I watched Autumn's Concerto next. Like, I watched a bunch of random K-dramas. 
and then I stumbled upon To Be Continued. And To Be Continued was a web series featuring Astro. And I remember just thinking, it was, I thought it was the same thing as that happened with Got 7. I thought that it was just a group of guys coming together and this, that, and the third. Till the very end of the series, because then at the very end, we see the word Astro floating over their heads. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, Astro, is that the name of the group in the show, or is this a real thing? So I Googled Astro, and then I Googled Korean. Because when you um, just Google the word Astro, you get the dog from the Jetsons, and astrology, and anything else that would come up with space. So... I typed in Korean, and that's when I came to realize, oh shit, they're a group. So I spent the rest of that night listening to everything Astro had come out with. And up in, up at that time, at that time in Astro's uh, music timeline, uh, the seasonal albums had just come out. I call them their seasonal albums because it's, you know, spring, fall, you know. It's cute. Shut up. Um, and so then, after I finished that, I went, wait. I wonder if those other guys I watched were a thing. And so, I went back and I looked up GOT7. And for the, that, that was it. That was my, the, the start of my descent down the rabbit hole. And, um... I spent the first, roughly, roughly the first year of me being into K-pop, only listening to those two, and then like a couple songs here and there, like I had heard, um, Cheer Up, you know, I, I, I tried listening to other things, I always ended up coming back to God 7 and Astro, after that, I had watched everything, God 7 and Astro, and I ran out of things to watch. That's how I found BTS, and I, I still remember this, because um, this is when um, I actually started meeting some of the friends I have now, um, Jinol being one of them, that I stumbled upon PD's channel, and I remember it was probably like right when PD had gone to Korea, and um, Sojin, it was... There was only like 10 of us in the chat. And they said, SN, they were talking about SNSD. And at the time I was like, yeah, I don't know who that is. And Sojin's got, like, she, she, she I, I thought she was gonna kill me through the chat. Same thing with PD. They're like, wait, how do you not know who SNSD is? And I explained that I was new to K-pop and that I was literally just getting out of GOT7 and Astro, and I just found BTS, and that's why I, I, I laugh now that it, uh, I keep forgetting to tell Sojins, but uh, I do have a favorite SNSD song now, and it's a little touch, but <laughs> um, that was just kind of the descent, and after that, that's, shortly after that, I met James, and we bond, no, who did I meet, who do I talk to next, then I got into Monster X through Jordy, James taught me BAP, um, 
And then that was kind of it. Like, it, it's hit this point now that I stand more groups than I can actually really count. Um.